In today's episode of the Everyday Marksman, we are talking about the gun owner's trinity. So stick around. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Everyday Marksman. I'm your host, Matt Robertson, former military officer turned tech sector corporate grunt, competitive shooter, mediocre one, outdoors enthusiast, and just an all-around nerd. Welcome. Our website is everydaymarksman.co, and there you're going to find today's show notes, links to all of our social networks, and our awesome community of marksmen. Our tagline is tactical skills for everyday life, or sorry, tactical skills for an adventurous life. I'm missing my tagline on that one. What do I mean by tactical skills? Well, specifically, I'm talking about military skills, the kind of things that men learned over history because it was part of being a good community member. It gives you confidence, gives you capability, and that is what we're talking about today. But before I get there, one quick correction from the last episode. I talked about the winners of last quarter's postal match. And I said, Aaron D and Dan K were the winners of a bunch of stuff. And then I realized that we actually had another entry that somehow got lost in the file. So I want to throw a shout out to Tim R for winning the Rimfire Optics category with a whopping score of 180 out of 200 on the five position competition. Tim, amazing job. That score was awesome. Kudos to you. What was the five position postal match, Matt, you ask? Well, let me tell you, because we're all about marksmanship here, among other things. The five position match was a series of shots from the standing, the kneeling, the sitting, the squatting, and the prone. So a couple positions in there that a lot of people don't get to practice a whole lot with. It added to the challenge, and it was fun to see all the results. I hope you all get to participate in the next one. Stay tuned for October. All right. That is enough of the admin stuff. Let's get on to the episode. All right, so what am I talking about when I say the gun owner's trinity? I don't mean this in the religious sense at all. What I'm talking about is looking at the Merriam-Webster Dictionary. It is a group of three closely related persons or things. And today I'm talking about three closely related ideas. Now, why am I talking about the gun owners trinity? Well, because I think it's important to talk about for new gun owners out there. Uh, We do live in a time in COVID land where a lot of people are still in the midst of a huge gun buying rush. There's still ammo shortages. People can't find things on the shelves. And this has been going on for months at this point. And now I am not typically someone who's going to follow trends all over the place. If you look at my Battle Belt article, which is one of the most popular ones on the site, my Battle Belt is decidedly old school by today's standards. It's not ancient, but there's certainly higher speed, newer gear that does the same thing and looks a lot cooler doing it. But it works. I'm not someone who's going to say chase the latest and greatest gear because it's there. I want to buy something that works and I want to advocate for using that. Now, there was a lot of really great videos and content put out there at the start of this gun buying surge back in April, May, and June. And there was a lot of good advice out there. People have entered into the gun world and you're now gun owners. So guys, welcome to gun ownership. And the purpose Um, of this video is to- And if you're gonna be using it for uh, home defense or carry or anything like that, 
you're going to get a box of carry ammo, but that can be quite pricey, so you're also going to get a box of range ammo. You know who you are. You buy a gun, throw it in a drawer, and never touch it again. Don't do this. The first time you shoot your gun should not be when Pookie, Jesus, Chang, or Chad. Anyone that comes into your house could theoretically get access to that gun if it's not secured somehow, like in a safe. Whether it's your kids or someone you're... Well, I suggest, and here's my suggestion to everyone out there. Buy factory... Right, you get the idea from this. I always want to throw a quick shout out because I took those videos from YouTube by typing in, I bought a gun, now what? So shout out to War Poet Society, Bronnels, Colleen Noir, and The Magic Prepper. They were all great videos. I highly suggest you go watch them. I'm going to put them in the show notes for this episode for easy consumption. So remember, come on by the website, everydaymarksman.co, and you'll find them there. Now, the underlying theme to all these videos was all about safety. It all starts with safety and getting training, and that is fantastic advice. I'm not going to counter that advice whatsoever. But what I do want to focus on is what comes next. What kind of mindset shift is there going to be for everybody, not just new gun owners, but all gun owners? How should we be thinking about the way that we do things? So allow me to introduce you to my idea of the gun owner's trinity. And imagine a triangle. And one point is safety. Another point is capability. And the third point is security. Safety, capability, and security. SCS. And I'm going to throw a shout out to any of my missile nerd friends out there back in the ICBM world listening to this. That was intentional. I like that idea of the SCS and talking about safety capability. Anyway, moving on, <clears throat> let's talk about what I mean by each of these items. So when I talk about safety, I'm specifically talking about storage and handling procedures. What do you do on a day-to-day -day basis to keep that weapon when it's not under your control to keep it out of the hands of others? And then when it is in your control, how are you handling it to make sure that you are not being unsafe? This is Cooper's five rules, which everybody should know at this point. I'm not going to rehash that right now, maybe later. When I talk about capability, I'm talking about the skills that you have and what you can do with that weapon. I'm talking about the training that you have. I'm talking about how much practice you put in. I'm talking about participating in competition. And then I'm also talking a little bit about accessories you might add to that weapon to give it some extra capability. But really, you're talking about your capability, not the weapon's capability. And by security, I'm specifically talking about protection, both legal protection of what happens if you have to actually use your, your, your weapon to defend yourself. What are you doing to make sure that you are personally staying secure, being aware of your environment and, and the way you're behaving and what you're doing? And then also what you're doing to retain that weapon. This is different than keeping, keeping it safe when you don't have it with you. Now I'm talking about when you do have it with you. What can you do to make sure it is staying secure? So back to refresher on that one, we've got safety, capability, and security. Now in the middle of this, it's not really part of the triad, but stick with me here, right in the middle, kind of floating amongst everything, that's your mindset. That is how you are thinking about your life, your role in the world as being a defender or a gun owner or being a concealed carrier, or family man, family defender, community defender, whatever it is, how are you thinking about this and how are these three points of the triad feeding into that. So let's talk about examples of what this might look like here. All right, let's talk about an article I wrote a while ago uh, about what are the first accessories you should buy for an AR-15. 
There's a lot of brand new AR-15 owners out there. And my advice to all of them was, if you haven't done it yet, besides the basics of ammo and magazines, the first things you should buy are a light sight and a sling. Now, why did I make those suggestions? Most people would think I'm just talking about you should buy more gear, spend more money. And that's not actually the point. Let's look at a light as an example on that one. If I'm talking about a light, why do we use lights? It's not for blinding the bad guy in the hallway of your house at two o'clock in the morning, though, sure, it can do that. But the point to a light is really so you can positively identify what you're pointing your weapon at. That's a safety concern. If you know Cooper's five rules, that's rule number five. Know your target and what's behind it. That's why we want to have a light either on the weapon or with us, especially when we're talking about dark environments. What about sights or sight? Where would that fall under? I would actually argue that's a mixture of both the safety and the capability side of things because we want to make sure that we are able to put a shot where we want it to be, but also we want to make sure that we're being discriminatory about where that shot is going. What about a sling? Well, assuming we're not talking about a shooting sling here because that's that's a different world. We're talking about a defensive sling, a tactical sling, if you will. To me, that's a security measure. That is making sure that I have the weapon, and if I take my hands off of it or someone tries to yank it away from me, that they can't do that. A fantastic example of this popped up in the Kenosha riots with Kyle. Did you watch that video? Whether you watched it or not, I'm not here to make judgments or tell anybody's right or wrong. I want to point out there was a very specific moment, perhaps two moments in that sequence of events where people tried to take that rifle away from him. They put their hands on it, yanked on it, but it didn't give way because he was wearing a sling. And he was able to maintain control of that weapon and then defend himself. There's a very good chance that had that weapon been taken away from him, it would have been used against him. And that is absolutely true, whether you're in a riot situation or in your own home. If you have a weapon and somebody takes it away from you, there's a good chance it's going to get used against you by a sling, especially for a rifle. We're talking pistols. Okay, buy a holster. Make sure you have a good quality holster that will keep retention. I come back to an example. Uh, this is a meme-worthy example from a couple of years ago of an FBI agent who was at some kind of dance event, and he was breakdancing on the floor, and his pistol fell out of his holster, hit the floor, and he tried to catch it, and then he accidentally squeezed the trigger while he was trying to catch it, and it went well, he, fought, he shot it. He shot it in this crowded dance club. I can't remember if somebody got injured or not, but that is a perfect example of poor retention and also poor safety. Now, safety does not just mean about how you handle it, keeping it pointed in a safe direction, finger off the trigger, you know, don't, don't point anything you don't want to destroy. All of those rules still apply, but it also means being mindful of your surroundings. I remember when I went to a small unit tactics class and we were off the square range. We were going up and down these jungle lanes as, as pairs and then as teams of four. And that seems like a very chaotic environment. Lots of noise, lots of yelling, lots of sprinting around and diving behind things. But the entire time, the instructors were keeping an extremely close eye on everybody's muzzles and making sure that nobody crossed within a 45-degree cone of anybody else's muzzle. And if anybody did you were liable to get a brick to the back of the head because <laughs> they were not having any kind of safety violations. That's just, that's just the way it goes. But that is a more advanced measure. 
Another great example of this popped up when I was shooting a competition, uh, action shooting competition with my AR. And there were people that day who got kicked off the range for safety violations, not because they pointed their muzzles at anybody, but because they violated the 180 rule. Now, for those who don't know what competition means in the 180 rule, for those who don't know what the 180 rule is when it comes to action shooting, it means the muzzle is never, ever, ever, ever allowed to break any kind of the barriers or the point immediately off to your left or to your right. 180 degree, 180 degree cone from your right to your left. So the muzzle can only stay pointing directly to your side or in front of you. If it ever crosses that plane and points even a little backwards, then you're done. They will they will end your day at that match. That is about maintaining safety. But these are not things that I would expect somebody who is a new gun owner. What I expect a new gun owner to do is grow each of these areas over time. Starting at the very beginning, your initial safety cone, as you will, your safety circle at that point of the Trinity is going to be fairly small. You know the basics. Maybe you left the shop and they told you Cooper's five rules. Your capability is going to be small. You bought the gun, you have the basics, but you haven't spent a lot of time in training. You haven't spent a lot of time getting practice. You haven't built up your capabilities. And security is also going to be probably small. I don't want to guess how many people out there buy guns and they stick them in the sock drawer. That's not secure. They're not keeping it retained. But buying a safe is expensive. Buying storage is expensive. Buying a good holster can get expensive. Not to knock on some of the cheap nylon ones out there, but they're just not that good compared to a, a nice quality Kydex custom one. The point of what I'm saying is that over time, as you gain experience, as you, you want to invest money and time, then each of these areas of the Trinity will grow with you. And if you find yourself investing in one area at the expense of the others, you're spending all of your time worrying about what kind of the new fancy stuff you can buy and bolt to your gun, but you're not actually practicing. You're not actually thinking security. You're, you're forgetting to behave safely. You've got a problem. So the question I want every gun owner to ask themselves is this. Before I spend money on this, is it helping my safety, my capability, or my security? And then if I am investing in one of those areas, how am I neglecting the others and where should I put the next bit of my emphasis? Maybe it doesn't take much, but it's something that needs to be considered. All right, that is going to do it for me. Thank you for listening to today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It's fun to get back into the swing of things. Now, what do you think? Do you agree with me? Do you disagree with me? Is this your idea of the balance of the marksman's trinity? Remember, the theme of the month in the quarter is balance. So this is my idea of, of talking about it. Now, I could be wrong, so I invite you to come on by the website, everydaymarksman.co, find the show notes for this episode, drop a comment, and let me know. What do you think? Good, bad, indifferent? I think I'm dumb. That is cool. Come on by. Let me know. I always appreciate 
hearing from you. And while you're there, I would also appreciate if you signed up to join our subscription via the email list. I know email is kind of this like hokey thing anymore, but look, I promise I don't spam everybody. I use this to make sure that everybody is aware of new articles, new things that are coming out with the community, and also just to let you know what's on my mind and get feedback about what is the direction of the everyday marksman as we go into the future. Yes, I've got social media. I have all that stuff, but let's be real. Social media does not really care for gun content very much, and it's very easy to get lost in the mix. Email is the best way for me to get a hold of you as well as for you to get a hold of me. And as always, that is going to wrap it up. I do appreciate you once again coming by. Share it with a friend. If you have a new gun owner, a friend in your life, and they need help understanding what this balance thing is, hey, share this episode with them. Well, that's going to be it. So until next time, hold fast and stay true.